I want this to be a book that gets weathered, well-worn like vintage Versace or that Louis bag you can't believe is older than your friend's kid getting ready for prom, one that you carry with you on hiking trips and mark up with your favorite kind of pen, a book you will recommend to your friends and buy 10 copies of to leave around town as random acts of kindness because you know the right person will find it at exactly the moment they need it most. And it will save them from themselves. Not that they needed saving, but they were seeking in that one line on that one page they spontaneously opened up to for the first time was like warm CBD salve on their soul. They felt seen, reassured that they are on their destiny path even when it feels like they lost their way back when Starbucks was only in Seattle and no one knew what an algorithm was. Back when children played outside and mom had to whistle with her fingers, touching her lips to call us home, I, I miss that. I want this book to penetrate the walls around your heart, the ones you built of gold because you knew it was the only thing on earth that is truly immortal and you couldn't risk anyone getting in to see you. I want this book to see you. I want it to remind me of my own depth I have forgotten trying to be understood by people who consume content like it makes itself like it didn't take someone hours to refine one line and sometimes lifetimes to deliver a single message to one woman in a cream linen skirt sitting at a bus stop waiting to catch the L5 at exactly 4.43 p.m. so they could take a pie to their grandmother who doesn't leave her rocking chair because her heart has been broken ever since her only daughter died and that was her mother's favorite pie and just savoring a slice together is a sacred ritual between them. I want this book to meet you in the morning or when you are in mourning beside your bed I want this to be the book that gets you out of your head and into your body because that is what you truly came here for that is what you came here for Hello, beauty. It is Imani Nick, and welcome back to the Imani Nick podcast. It is such a pleasure to be back with you and share a piece of poetry that I recently wrote for a beautiful publisher named Sarah L., who I recently just signed a book deal with. And I'm so excited to reignite and reactivate and re-inspire myself to write again. Some of you may or may not know that I wrote my first book back in 2006. It was called Morning Rain, the poetry of Imani. It was fully a poetry book. And I feel like now is the time to reignite, reawaken, restoke the poetic stove that I have kind of allowed to really become just like little sparks and flames within the fire. And it's time to just start to bring some gas to it. <laughs> so I want to ask you how in your own life, what have you kind of allowed to remain dormant within you for a while like maybe you were a really great dancer or singer or writer or producer or fashion stylist or designer or interior decorator right maybe you have like these 
things within you that you're so amazing at, but because life got so busy and other things took priority, that aspect of yourself didn't get nurtured or maybe there were just certain seasons for certain things, right? But maybe you love acting and maybe you love you know, knitting, who knows what it is, but this might be a sign for you to look at the things that may be a little more dormant in you that you really have a special thing for and give it some life energy, give it some life force and, and bring it back because that is what the world is ready for from you. So I'm just going to drop that little inspiration for you here, let you know that that's what I am doing with this incredible passion project with this book with Sarah L and I'm going to be sharing the journey with you and you can catch me on my Instagram and just in different ways sharing the process of of the discipline I will say that I did um, a article for one of her projects earlier this year called the goddess portal and I wrote an article called from apartment to palace And this is a beautiful article that is written alongside 34 other authors in the healing space. So if you get a chance to check that out, it's the Goddess Portal. It's available on Amazon. The article that I wrote is sort of an analogy about how when we begin our healing journey, we kind of sense into ourselves as like living in this apartment, right? It's like this kind of closed off apartment. Um, The curtains are down. We don't really want to be seen. We don't really spend that much time in the apartment because it's so much more interesting outside. And so we tend to give all of our attention to the external world. And then as a result, the internal world becomes kind of um, inhabited by, you know, creeping little critters and different um, different issues start happening within the apartment that we're not very conscious of or aware of because we don't really spend any time there being present within the body. And so over time, it just becomes a very uncomfortable place to live until we have to kind of go in and start focusing on our healing in some type of way. And then as we focus on healing, very rapidly, we start to notice that the apartment, all of a sudden, there's like new light and new doors and all of a sudden the windows that were really foggy all of a sudden clear up and then it gets bigger and bigger and then we realize wow this apartment is actually a house and there's so much space here and we can redesign it and we can reconfigure some things in here and then next thing you know it's just like continuing on this path of healing and ascension and then you have this beautiful palace and you're ruling your own queendom and Anyway, it's just this beautiful um, article that that was such a fun article to write, but I realized how actually challenging it was to write in a um, in a long form and and having been on Instagram for so long where everything is just like really short content, really like you know consumed rapidly and and written rapidly. It it start it, I realized the the actual mental shift that really needs to take place to be more disciplined to actually write and articulate thoughts and make sense and <laughs> it was a challenge for me but that's what inspired me to actually take on this project to start to you know rewire my brain in a way that can can think more like a a writer and and articulate better articulate thoughts better articulate my work better which is really something that's so important to me because I'm working in such a deep capacity with my clients 
And I find that in some ways it's challenging for me to articulate that process to others when I'm trying to explain how this work can help them. It becomes a little bit um, challenging for me because it's not really a muscle that I have been working really well. Um, I can show you the way, you know, when you come with me, but how do I make you want to come on that journey, right? And so the more I can articulate the process and the more I can learn to slow down my thinking in a way that is able to to be impactful and formulate those words for impact is, is just such a really important thing to me right now. So I'm excited to go on that journey and share that journey with you um, as the book unfolds and as the concepts kind of come in and land within um, of what really wants to come through in this project. But I wanted to share with you a little bit about why it's taken me so long to come back with episode two. And I'm just going to kind of rip off this Band-Aid because I will be honest, I want to share so much sometimes. Um, And I come on and I actually have been recording podcasts, but then what will happen is I feel like I will overshare and I'll be like, I am not publishing this. I just way overshared and I do not want all of this out there. But then I was starting to find that it was actually really healthy and healing for me to get it out. And so I've recorded, I've recorded multiple podcast episodes since my last one, but I found that they were all part of this really therapeutic journey for me because Two days after I launched Imani Nick podcast, which you can see the first one was like four months ago. And you were probably like, where the heck did Imani go for the past four months in her podcast? You could see I was on Instagram and whatnot. But but the truth is, two days after I launched that podcast, I was served divorce papers. And it was quite a shock to my system in the beginning. I really had tried for the past, you know, three months before that had happened to get my ex to divorce me in a really healthy way. I I knew that the relationship was coming to a close and that there needed to be a, a great shift. And it's never easy ending a family. It's never easy ending a relationship with someone you, you love and you care for. Um, but you absolutely just know that you cannot keep going the way that it is, right? And I think that all of us know what it feels like to stay in a relationship past the expiration date. You know, it's it's sort of like if we don't make moves quickly enough and, and we know that something has to end and we're not really actively ending it rapidly enough, the divine will come in and like make an abrupt change and, and reorder and shift things really quickly, especially if there's like an eclipse or any kind of, um, any kind of portal that's happening, it's, it's going to expedite and it's going to change everything. I think mine was like new moon in Aries. It was, it was about, everything was about to go down. Right. <laughs> and so it's just part of the process of, of, of some of abrupt change coming in. And so that is what ended up happening with me when I was served divorce papers. It was just like, okay, time for a change, time to rearrange, time to put everyone back on their destiny path, right? Because there is a path that we are on, on our path of healing and ascension that is taking us to our highest timeline. And this is something that I personally am aligned with. And so therefore it's, it's important to really trust, fully, fully trust that we are being supported in these times of great change, these tower moments where it's like, if you're not familiar with the tower card in the tarot, if you ever hear a tower moment, 
it, that is what it refers to as like the tower card when it everything kind of collapses in a way. A big, abrupt life change um, happens quickly. And the tower is a beautiful card because it, it does bring you back on your life path, the one that you're truly meant to be on. And so there are certain moments of loss. There are certain moments of grief. There are certain moments of death. There are certain moments of things that must occur. And that's just part of what is building us up and what is supporting us. And we have to trust that the pressure and those challenging situations are truly just building us into the people that we are here to become. And, and, and it's building our character. And so I've, I've seen this divorce process as difficult as it is. I've seen it building my character in a new way, even though there's moments where I will act out of character or that I will be enraged or I'll be angry um, because of how challenging my ex-spouse is, is being in certain moments. But I, I still see that, you know, if, if, if everyone is an actor, if he is simply an actor playing out a role, um, in my highest and best, like I've put him there for some type of reason. It really, that's, that's just what I, that's what I think whenever I'm in a really challenging moment is I'm like, I put this person here right? This person is reflecting an aspect of me that there is something to learn and there is something for me to karmically move through and work through in this, in this dynamic. And so I continuously take responsibility for the situation that I'm in and that sobers me and that brings me and anchors me and kind of like grounds me down into the moment where I can not see myself as a victim of it because there just are certain moments where you can feel like, man, this person is just doing certain things that are so troubling and stressful and annoying and the, the pressure that can be caused from that is it can be intense, right? We all have this. We all have challenging relationships. Somebody who's challenging the SHIT out of us, right? We know what this feels like. And so it's really important to take our power back in moments like that when we're dealing with these challenging individuals to be like, okay, no, I see that I am the, I am the director and I am the producer and you are the actor and there is something going on here for me to learn from about myself and, and, and also just to, to, it's almost like, it's like a trainer. It's almost like I sense it's almost like my ex is like a personal trainer <laughs> and he's building muscles within me that I didn't know I had. You know, when you go to like a ballet class or bar Pilates or something, and all of a sudden you're starting to activate these muscles that you didn't know you had, these stabilizers in you. I feel like sometimes I look at him and I'm like, he's a personal trainer and he's training me. And this training is exactly what I need to get exactly where I desire to go. And it's amazing because I am bringing everyone up around me. I'm bringing myself up. I'm bringing my children up. I'm bringing other family members up and I'm bringing my clients up. And what's beautiful is at the same time that I'm bringing my clients up, they're bringing me up at the same time. It's just this beautiful reciprocity that's, that is flowing and that has been flowing in my business. And so though the world, um, you know, the, the divorce world has, has come and kind of consumed that divorce cloud, it's almost like divorce is sort of like this cloud. It's like, <laughs> and it, it, it is something that really, really 
really asks you to regulate your nervous system. It asks you to not get triggered. And I'll tell you, I've been representing myself in this divorce. Um, I was quoted about $14,000 a month to retain an attorney. Just FYI, the system is set up in such a strange way um, for lawyers to make a very healthy amount of money, I will say. Um, but I've decided, no, I mean, I am very good for, at advocating for myself. I'm, I'm great at writing response letters. I'm great at, at saying what I want and what I don't want, what I'll accept and what I will not accept. So during this process, I have also up until this point still been representing myself. I hire attorneys by the hour if I need help with certain things and I know how to reach out and consult, but I primarily I'm the one communicating with my ex's attorney, right? Like I'm responding to these letters. And so what's, what's interesting is it's not like there's a buffer or someone that's like between, um, you know, that's, that's between that, like there's that nervous system sort of regulation that happens from another attorney. And so it has been such a phenomenal time for me to, just really grow in that capacity and and to learn to to breathe and learn to not take these letters very seriously, not take this whole process very seriously. Like, yes, take it seriously to a certain degree, but like the the fear of divorce and the the pressure of divorce can seem so much more intense than actually like what it is. And so um, it's, it's, it's been a really interesting time. And, and I will say that I've, I'm growing and I'm becoming stronger. I'm becoming more powerful. I am becoming fiercer. I am becoming more compassionate. I am becoming like this, all of these, these different aspects of myself and my character that, that were kind of underdeveloped are being strengthened right now. And I'm grateful for that. So, you know, maybe there's an aspect of your life right now, you may not be going through a divorce, but maybe some kind of ending or some kind of transition or some kind of change that may be challenging you in some sort of way. And there's an aspect of your character that is being developed. And, and if you look at it from that lens of like, where am I growing? Where am I attuning? Where am I, um, becoming more refined? Where is my, my vision for my future, um, becoming more crisp and clear where, what needs more attention? What needs, needs more focus? Where can I put my energy to help this seed that I most desire to grow, grow? Where am I noticing? I'm not as strong right now. Where am I noticing that I need support? Can I call in support? Can I ask for support in the areas that I need support? Can I receive support? Can I receive support from God and from the universe and from, from source itself? Can I call on my angelic realms to support me? Am I being attentive to my own inner needs? Am I still able to show up for others with a full cup? You know, these are things that we can check in with ourselves and ask ourselves and and can I nurture myself better? Where can I become better at nurturing myself? If I don't know how to do it, can I actually find someone to help me? And, you know, these are just, these are just things that we work on during phases of transition. I always think that when we are in periods of transition, we need to have a straight up toolbox for, for transitionary periods because I used to be a yoga teacher and I was learning that 
the majority of injury in a yoga practice actually happens during the transition, not when someone is in a pose. It's when they're transitioning from one pose to another. And this is where the mindfulness starts to slip and, and people, people kind of go unconscious and they're like, oh, let me get into the next pose. And then they end up injuring themselves in some way. And so I have always focused for many, many years on like, what is my transitionary toolbox? What do I need in my toolbox during a time of great change? What do I need now? And being able to like pull out from that box and like give myself the medicine and the tool that I need in that moment to get me to the next place. And I will be honest, I have learned one thing in this particular transitionary phase of my life that sometimes you need sacred rage. You need to be able to freaking clear the pipes because there are strong emotions, powerful emotions that can really store within the cells of the body, can store within the caves of the body. We could be like, oh no, I'm not angry. I'm fine. But there is so much suppressed anger and there are moments where we can start to feel it and it will, it will kind of start to erupt and come up and we really have to let it out. And, and if, if we can do like boxing or some like really intense kind of like sport or running or screaming or like pounding a pillow up against the, the, the sofa or something like that. You know, I really believe that sacred rage is something that's really important as a tool that's inside of that toolbox during transitions that are challenging, especially if there's been a lot of emotional charge in there. So that is personally where I have been over the past few months and what I've been moving through and working through. It has been all the things. Sometimes people ask me, money, how you doing? I'm like, I am all the things. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm leading myself through all the things, leading my clients through all the things. And it's just a beautiful time of growth and challenge and pressure and regulating and just all the beautiful things that we've come here on this uh, earthly realm to do within our bodies. And I am just going to continue going with the flow. And I encourage you, no matter what you're going through, to try to get out of your own way sometimes. I realize that's the big thing. It's like, can I just get out of my own way? Can I just allow, can I allow this river to flow and just trust where it is taking me? And I can guide it. I have my little, you know, my my oar and I have my boat. I can guide this direction. But my, my job is is to surrender to the flow of this stream, of the direction that it's going. And that is what requires our trust. So what we must move through is just our own ability to trust. So I support you as you move through your process to trusting wherever this river is leading you. And thank you for tuning in tonight and today or wherever you are in this big wide world. And I will catch you on the next episode of Imani Nick. Mwah.